I'd say three things. First, sell before you build. A lot of you have great ideas. Right. Go sell before you build. Make sure that people want the product that you're about to build, that you're about to put the next five to 10 years of your life in. Better make sure people want it. Number two, never give up. If you, once you start that journey, once you do step one, step two, you have to go till, till the end. You can't give up and you have to take it to the end. Hello everyone, this is Coach David from Barcelona Nation here for another episode of Beyond the Athletes. I hope you guys have really enjoyed the previous episodes and just want to remind you, don't forget to subscribe and also comment as well. Um, it'll be great to hear your feedback on what you've learned and how the podcast has made you feel. Um, Today we actually have another, another special guest because all our guests are very special. Um, we have Paul Anton, um, who is the CEO of Hoop, spelled H-U-U-P-E. Um, they, him and his other co-founder, Liff, um, have created an amazing, um, product, um, with the fusion of sort of sports and technology, um, and also a fusion of fun as well. Um, their product is amazing. Um, you're going to see a few clips of it, um, on the show. Um, and we're going to hear from Paul about his journey and how they started. So I would like to introduce you now to Paul Anton. Paul, great to have you on the show today. Appreciate it for coming down. I know we've been trying to do this for a while, but we're here now. <laughs> Thanks, David. Glad to be here, man. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. I'm just going to get in, into it, basically. Um, so, Paul, tell us about yourself. Uh, what was your upbringing like? Um, how did you even get into get exposed to the sport of basketball? Yeah, so I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, the son of two Greek parents in Milwaukee, where Giannis plays, obviously. Uh, my mom played college basketball at Marquette. My dad played college basketball at UW Oshkosh, so they were both college athletes. I grew up loving the sport. Mm. Um, we started out in the suburbs, but in the middle of high school, we grew. We moved to live above my parents' restaurant. Uh, it was a, actually a, a restaurant called La Perla in the middle of Milwaukee, downtown Milwaukee. And we lived above it, and we had to work there every day. And the only way out from working, go play basketball. It's the only way my parents said, all right, you don't have to work is if I was playing basketball, had practice, team. So whatever I did, I, I made sure I was playing. Hey, <laughs> you, high school, middle school. Uh, nice. Amazing. And the first time you you first actually got exposed to basketball, what was that feeling like? What did you feel? How, what was the what was that day like, basically? So, for example, for me, the first time I played basketball, it was like, oh, my God, this is like the best sport ever. And I literally fell in love and the feeling was excitement was, I felt like I can literally take over the world basically. Uh, what was that feeling like for yourself? I think very similar. My first exposure to basketball was watching my mother drop 40 points on an opposing team in a women's church league growing up called the all in uh, Milwaukee. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I watched That's nice. <laughs> drop 40 points. She was amazing. And when I first started playing very similar experience to you, like, immediately fell in love with it nice nice mom's a superstar then she was nice <laughs> um 
<laughs> so funny, funny story. So my family actually, no one apart from one of my cousins actually played basketball um, growing up. My dad was a footballer. So I was born in Nigeria and he just played football and he was actually really, really good. Unfortunately, he never actually taught me how to play football. I had to learn on myself, but my cousin was lucky to be able to play two sports. So he was very good at football and also good at basketball. Um, but then I think that was one of the reasons why I actually fell in love with it and just it's been, I've been carrying it on ever since. And here we are basically. Um, so growing up, obviously having your, having a mom that is a hooper, I'm not going to say she was a hooper because a hooper, a hooper is always a hooper. Um, what was that like for you? How did she sort of inspire your journey to where you are now? Um, I credit all of my journey to them. They were really extremely mm. supportive. I've never been an entrepreneur yeah. unless I had them supporting me. Because as a kid, you have no idea what to do when you're growing up. You don't know whether you should be pursuing music, whether you're acting. And it takes right. validation and support from adults. It takes validation and support mm -hmm. from adults to, to show you where to go. And with my parents, I told them I had an idea for my little brother Frankie and I and my friend Leith to play basketball against each other in different parts of the world, they said, yes, that's a good idea. Yeah. It didn't start out as this product, but it was a good idea and they supported it. So that's really how she inspired. Amazing, amazing. And um, apart from your mom, um, let me dive into um, Hoop as your brand, your business, your baby. Um, how did that come about? What inspired um, yourself and your team to actually start off something that's quite revolutionary, I would say, um, something new in the market, especially with, in the world of basketball as well and in the world of sports. Um, what inspired you guys um, to really take that leap of faith and create something so amazing? So it started off with playing basketball against each other on Snapchat. When I went away for school, I'd send a shot on my phone to Leith and Frankie back home, and we'd play from a thousand miles away. So we figured there had to be a better way to play basketball against each other in different parts of the world. I ended up creating an app with some friends that allowed us to do it, but it was kind of nerdy. It wasn't the real deal. And Leith came and played that game and uh -huh. said, hey, what if we took your game and put a screen on a backboard? And that's when the idea started. But we didn't just start building. Nice. We started selling before we started building. We validated uh -huh. the idea. We created some drawings, some videos. Some ideas and we started saying would you buy this for three thousand dollars would you buy this oh, for four thousand dollars we sold our first hundred units taking a hundred dollar down payment before we did anything we had to make sure people wanted to buy it before we started building nice wow that's amazing that's i might i might have to take that for my own business as well I'm gonna have to use that. Um, but yeah, that's amazing. I've seen, I've seen the product online. I'm still yet to get mine, but I will. Um, definitely. Maybe after a call, I'll show you literally the garden and what it looks like. There's a massive space here that we can actually use it. But, um, yeah, so it's almost like you, with, um, hoop, you've almost kind of, I don't know if you've seen this, but you've almost created like a global community for athletes now. Um, because for myself, I can, maybe do a shootout against yourself um, being um, in the States and me being in London, um, which is amazing. Is that something, is that, is that what you were trying to achieve when you actually came up with the idea for hoop as well? Yes. That is why we built it. We wanted to play basketball against each other from around the world. And we know basketball breaks down borders, race, religion, creed, color, basketball transcends it all. And it always has. It's the one time where racism and everything leaves and it's its own little world. 
where you can just play. It doesn't matter who you are. And we realized that there's power in that. And that's why we used to play against each other in different parts of the world. Frankie was my best friend growing up and we had to stick together and we had to play against each other no matter where we were. And we know other people will feel the same and want to do it. So that is why we built it, to break down those borders and have basketball be this global game where we're all playing against each other. Hmm. And obviously having having like an like such a revolutionary product and business, um, I'm sure you would have had, you guys would have had a lot of um, challenges along the way, a lot of obstacles, like a lot of people, people telling you no. Um, and a lot of young people, especially within sports, especially in the UK, um, a lot of them that may not have certain skill sets as others who have had the opportunity to improve their skills and to be, let's say, the best, quote unquote. Um, how, what would you say to them that you said to yourselves that those obstacles and those um, limitations that people may have put on you, how do you, how, how have you overcome them, basically? Really look, because if it's, if it's hot, the world will tell you it's hot. If it's not, they'll tell you. Don't try to don't try mm. to blind yourself. If it's a good idea, it's a good idea. If it's not, it's not. Our, my first idea for this company was not a good idea, and I had to listen to it. So really examine yourself, but also never give up. Never give up, no matter how many no's, keep going. If you know it's hot and you, mm-hmm. you know it's the right idea, go for it, even if you get no's. So what, what keeps you going, um, Paul? My family is everything to me. I grew up uh, in a Greek family where... A lot mm-hmm. of Greeks growing up, all we had mm-hmm. was each other. Um, we had to spread out around the world. A lot of Greeks went to Australia after World War II. A lot of Greeks went to America. A lot of Greeks went to Canada. All we have is our family, and that's what keeps me mm-hmm. going. Right. So would you say that that's your main why, or do you have other whys that have kind of um, made you push boundaries along along your journey as well? Yeah. The other why is just all the people who've helped me along the way. I really do it for them because yeah. it's a hard journey. It, it really might not be worth it one day. So there has to be something in it more than, than money. And I really want to just help those who help me along the way, do it for them and do yeah. it for some kids who really need to get outside more. Um, physical yeah. activity is something that I believe in. I believe it's good for people. I believe it cures some yeah. mental illnesses. I believe it's good for the body, mind, soul. And if we can promote more physical activity, yeah. In this digital world, I want to do something with that. And I, I like what you just said about um, about young young kids and community as well. Um, in terms of like how your business is really um, contributing to increasing well being and and other things as well. Um, and the reason why I say that is because one of the things that we, as possible nation, we um, created the community literally just starting out um doing indoor sessions basically uh with a lot of young guys you're talking about from the age of 16 to about 19 20 um and it's ever it's grown ever since obviously with a lot of obstacles as well and what we didn't know was how it was going to evolve into what it is now where we're doing a podcast um we're doing events um such as like gaming events um that's still in line with basketball, maybe playing NBA 2K and giving like cash prizes and stuff like that. But one of the things that we now are really pushing is giving young people an alternative. So going into projects now where we're going to 
deprived areas in London starting off and actually refurbishing basketball courts or creating basketball courts. So when a six-year-old, seven-year-old young girl or young boy comes out of their homes, um, the two, there's not two alternatives anymore. They don't have to join a gang or join the wrong crowd or just play football. But now they have another alternative, which is basketball. So it's almost kind of like what you've done with your um, business and your product. And I think it's admirable and amazing and inspiring, um, especially for me. And I'm sure people watching as well, because it's, it's interesting that um, even I've seen it in the UK as well, where there's a court um, in an area called Newcross. And I remember going to an event there a few weeks back and I was leaving. And one of the high rise buildings, I saw six girls coming out of the building and they were actually going to play basketball just because there was a basketball court, maybe five, three, three to five minutes away from them. I was like, wow, like this is actually quite interesting. So that's also inspired me to kind of create my own way of actually making that happen for other kids around London and hopefully the rest of the UK and hopefully global. Um, and you guys are doing an amazing job with that right now. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of the campaigns and a lot of the ads. Um, and a lot of young guys here know about you guys as well, which is amazing. Um, so my next question go from that is in line with something that you said about well-being. And for me is how, first of all, how do you see hoop evolving as well from where it is now? I know you guys, just started, but I wouldn't say you just started um, because what I've seen online doesn't sh doesn't look like a startup, basically. But how do you guys see Hoop evolving over the years? Yeah, I love what you guys are doing, David. What you guys are doing, boots on the ground, the grassroots, getting the kids to the courts, refurbishing courts is amazing. That is like really amazing and really right. want to partner with you guys to help that out. Um, we, we see the evolution of basketball. Amazing, thank you. Tracking stats, like I love on the iPhone where you get to view your health stats, how many steps you took every day. I I can't yeah. wait to integrate. Yeah, with the yeah. Hoop. See how many shots you're taking every day. You got to keep track of it, and when you see that you're taking mm -hmm. 100, 200, you always want to do more. You always want to play more. Hoop is going to get people to play basketball a lot more. Yeah. We're estimating how many calories That's you burn right. with it. We track how you're from one percent, two uh, one pointers, two pointers, three pointer percentage. We're giving you all that data so you can just analyze it and get better and have fun with it. Mm. Hmm. that's amazing and and also in regards to sort of like the success of hoop what are the key metrics that you use to measure that success so right now we're seeing a where we we got some beta units out the, the last two years we've been testing all over the place yeah. and we're just seeing a 300 yeah. percent increase in basketball usage at courts and gyms that we're located in so before that, the court, we, we were taking some data on how many, how many times per week people were using the basketball court before we installed our hoop. Then after we installed our hoop, 300% yeah. increase. Um, Boxer Gym in Miami in particular right. has people on the court all day now, um, as opposed to before when people were using it intermittently. Now that they're tracking your stats. Um, so Boxer Gym actually gets yeah. close to a 10,000 shot a day up at their gym. It is absolutely insane the amount of basketball shots that they're taking down there, how many people are playing on the hoop every day. It's been crazy. Wow, that's 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 really amazing to hear. And um, I'm 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 such a big advocate of of how basketball can actually change the lives of people and improve lives of people as well. 
So if you had, with what you guys have created now would inspire a lot of young entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs alike, basically to want to start something to contribute in that way, because I'll be honest with you, a lot of people would never have thought that there's something like hoop in this world um, or something like that can be created to better the lives of people, help people improve, help athletes improve as well. If you were to speak to a young entrepreneur right now um, that is starting out, um, I'll say in the, I don't want to just call it tech. I want to call it like health, health tech, if you don't mind me saying that, um, that may, that may not be an athlete or has been an athlete. Um, what are the, how do they start and stay motivated in the consistency of building something amazing as well and something revolutionary? I'd say three things. First, sell before you build. A lot of you have great ideas. Right. Go sell before you build. Make sure that people want the product that you're about to build and that you're about to put the next five to 10 years of your life in. Better make sure people want it. Mm -hmm. Number two, mm -hmm. never give up. If you Once you start that journey, once you do step one, step two, you have to go till, till the end. You can't give up and mm -hmm. you have to take it to the end. And number three, I'd say keep a close team. It's better to do it with a co-founder. It's hard to do it by yourself. It's yeah. much better to have someone yeah. you trust. And honestly, someone that you trust yeah. and as a friend is better than someone you might think is smart that you just met. If you trust someone, yeah. do it with them because it makes the journey better. You can lean on each other during the hard times and get through it. Nice. Um, something that you said about having a co-founder because you can't do it by yourself. Obviously, we both know that basketball is a predominantly team sport. Um, one of our mottos with Basketball Nation is go beyond and go beyond together because we know that, for example, in my life, outside of Basketball Nation, I come from a community, a family that I couldn't do Basketball Nation myself without the team around me, um, without my my family without even the guys that do the cameras the guys that are recording the sessions the guys that are doing the social media stuff i could never do it by myself um and that's what's taking us or is taking us to the next level and i can see that with yourself that teamwork is important but i would like you to also emphasize or maybe expand on the importance of teamwork especially in such a company like hoop as well the best ideas win yeah. we have eight interns with us this summer all young kids wow. 18 to 22 some of them got that. their ideas into the product. some of them got their ideas into the product this summer um really let the best idea win we are a small team we're scrappy but we're all owners we're all mm -hmm. uh partners in it and the best idea wins always mm -hmm. huh. and how important do you think mentorship is? Because you just spoke about having eight interns who, who are um, between like sort of the age of 18 and above, um, who you've given the opportunity to be a part of this journey and also having an input into how the product evolves. In that space, is mentorship very important? Not just for them, for you guys, but also for yourselves as well. How important is that? It's extremely important. I got here through great mentors yeah. and I want to be that same mentor for other people. Most importantly is how I live yeah. my life. They don't listen to the words as much as they see how I act. Um, I think 
I actually had a mentor who didn't really know he was a mentor of mine until recently, but it was the way he carried himself, the way he studied the game, the way he uh, worked. And he's my mentor without even knowing he was my mentor. Wow. That's, that's nice. But how did, how did, how did it happen? How did he not know that he, that you, you were just, were you just observing him basically over time and just taking some of his words and putting into action? Is that how it worked for you? Yeah, he was actually the probably the coolest kid at our high school. When I was a freshman, he was a senior. Um, halfway through the year, they made an announcement on the overhead speakers at the whole school that he just got into Yale to go play football. He played on the basketball team. Oh, All nice. the girls loved him. All the guys were cool with him. Oh, nice. And he worked hard and he okay. studied hard in school. I thought it was cool to not do school. I thought it was cool nice. to not do my grades. And I saw all the girls, all the touchdowns, all the he was dunking in the games, and and he went to school and worked hard in school. Was always opening his books, doing his work in the study hall, and he was my mentor from afar, just watching him do that. That's amazing. That's amazing. I remember, and and that's quite interesting because for myself, my mentor, the first time I asked him, could he be my mentor, he almost didn't even let me around him. He just said, observe everything I do. Because I I didn't know any better. I didn't know what, what a mentor was meant to do for you or how to work with a mentor. He just said observe, and I was like, and I was like, observe what, <laughs> basically. And at first, I didn't take it seriously. I didn't know what to do. But then, just being around him, maybe even if it's the case of like just spending time with him, looking at what he does, how he moves, even how he drinks his, his drinks or how he eats. Um, I started taking that on, on, on board and started literally just copying, copy and paste basically. Um, to the point that even the way he dresses, I took that on board. Um, and when I got married as well, um, I realized that a lot of those um, attributes that he had, I was able to take that into um, that and also into Boston Nation in terms of leadership now. Um, because one of the things that is, especially in the, in the basketball world is, and the world in general is a lack of leadership. Um, so my next question leading into that is with yourself and, and Liv as well, being the leaders of Hoop um, amongst everyone else, um, how do you navigate um, the balance between being a leader in that space, but also being a, I would say, maybe friend, father, mentor, etc. Because those, those two things normally don't work together, but they, you can always find a way to balance them as well. Yeah, I think it's important to understand your team, how everyone works together. I've been honestly a natural born, I was a natural born point guard. Yeah. I was a natural born leader. And it it has come nice. to me ever <laughs> since I was young. I was always point guard. Yeah. Uh, and uh, being a point guard, you, you have to lead the team. And it really translates well to the business world and to the entrepreneurship world. Uh-huh. Okay. That's, that's a great, that's amazing. That's amazing to hear. Um, so just going back to you now in terms of like your daily life in hoop and outside of hoop, how do you spend your time winding down? Um, how do you stay motivated? What is it that you do? Who is um, Paul basically when he's not at the office? I don't know that he exists. I'm working 24 seven now, uh, you know, probably 18 to 20 hours a day. Uh, six hours of sleep is a really, really good night, but it's usually <laughs> around four or five. Um, but start the day, 
with some basketball, some some workouts, uh, but and <laughs> meetings all day. Sometimes I get fun. Sometimes yeah. I do get to do something fun like this. Um, but getting a getting uh, a product to wow, production wow. is the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. Um, it's not like building a building or a skyscraper where yeah. it's just one prototype. Even though it's a really expensive prototype, building one prototype is easy. Building a product that you have to nail to make thousands of them is you, there's no mistake. There's no mistakes. You can't go over budget here. You can't go over budget there. Yeah. You have to be hard and brutal, and it's a really grueling experience. Hmm. And how often do you hoop? Every day. Every day. I've been getting a lot of shots of a day just testing for the machine learning team. You know, we're tracking all your makes and misses, swishes, trajectory, um, vertical jump, wingspan. We give you all that data, and we had to go collect all that data to make it happen uh, through just just one camera on top of the hoop. So it's oh, that's good. That's it's good. been hard that's to good. get it all, but we've done it all ourselves. Yeah, and and it's and it's looking good. It's really looking good. Um, obviously, along the journey as well. Um, for myself, um, just to add to this, is I started Basketball Nation just over a year ago, and there's certain skill sets and certain things that I didn't have at the start or didn't think I needed um, that over time have pretty much developed over that journey. And a lot of the things that maybe things I've learned from even before starting Basketball Nation. Um, so my question is, what sort of lessons and skills um, from maybe previous endeavors have been able to help you navigate this new phase of your life with hoop um and it's still navigating you as well um the reason why i'm asking that is because a lot of young guys and ladies um especially nowadays everything is so fast-paced um no one's patient enough to kind of like learn new things and and really build themselves to the next phase of them of their lives um even when you look at sort of college players when they um, high school players when they're going to college um they they stay for one year and they want to go straight into the nba um with social media now tiktok instagram no one everything is just 10 seconds eight seconds after that intention is gone basically but then there's so many things that myself and i'm sure yourself as well that we've experienced over the years that we've been able to add to what we do now um, but what are those lessons and what are those skills that you've kind of brought on board? Yeah, I think the human experience is so fragile that even those little 10 second moments yeah. that you have in your life could really shape you. And yeah. uh, I think one of the most important experiences I had was one teacher being nice to me and saying she expected me to mm -hmm. be a bad kid, but I actually was a good kid. She said those words to me and they've stuck with me my whole life. She made me feel that I was mm -hmm. a good kid. So I started doing things from there. The second thing was when I was really trying to do well in school and I was still failing. And my mom said, she told me, she's like, you're a slow reader. You're not, you might not be as smart as everyone else. I think you're going to have to do double the work to get there. And I locked myself in my room, my junior yeah. year in high school, senior year in high school and did double the work and it paid off and it succeeded. I got a 4.0, nice. got into a nice university, um, all because she pushed me and she said, she kind of said, you're kind of slow. You got to step it up. You got to do double the work of everybody else. <laughs> so I would have to read pages yeah. over and over again, but I, I didn't stop because I wanted it. Nice. <laughs> That's quite interesting. <laughs> um, 
it's quite interesting because mine was almost like the opposite, slightly opposite anyway. Um, my dad never taught me sports, how to play football or any sports at all. What he did is that he would play with my cousins um, downstairs, well, in, in our house in Nigeria. Um, he would play with my cousins downstairs and I'll be upstairs um, and he would do this on purpose. He would put me at the balcony where I can see them playing football and he would say, I want you to read this textbooks from front to back. And I did that every single day. And at the time I was thinking, oh, like this is, this is crazy. Like, what am I going to do with this? But then now I can, I realized that I'm so, I'm so curious that I'm always willing to, I always want to learn new things. So I'm always doing research. I'm always like reading, um, um, case studies and articles and stuff like that. I'm, I'm watching, um, a lot of the, um, experts now just to kind of, tap into their brains. Um, and then that's also led to the podcast, speaking to greats like yourself um, and other people I've had as guests and just kind of tap into your mind and your, um, why you do what you do basically and get that, use that to inspire um, young people that may not have access to yourself as well. Um, so it's quite interesting that you, that you mentioned that. And I'm, and I'm glad that I asked that question as well, because um, a lot of people always think that sometimes certain words especially if you receive a negative word, like with your um, school teacher now, a lot of people might have taken that and used that the opposite way, but you kind of use that to fill your, um, fill yourself to do something greater, which is what you're doing now, which is amazing. So um, I hope people are watching and seeing that and understanding that negative words, positive words, you always use it as a fuel to push yourself beyond your normal self, basically. So yeah, that's quite powerful. Um, so this obviously goes to my next question and I want to talk about the industry of basketball now. Um, I'm not sure you're aware of like UK basketball. Um, it is quite big. Um, one point estimated 1.3 million people play basketball in the UK, uh, whether for a team or recreationally as well. And in, in the year in the, in the States is, I'm sure is a lot, definitely a lot bigger. Um, but for me, I feel like the world of basketball is, not involving as much as it should have. Um, Entertainment-wise, it is, but the sport itself hasn't involved. What do you think the future of basketball looks like to you? Yeah, basketball is growing. It's a highlight sport that everyone loves. I love this growing in the UK. The UK is really an amazing place for for the yeah. game. Uh, the history there, uh, the fan base, and just the, yeah. the wittiness and the, the swagger that the UK has is probably one of the best things happening in basketball right now. And yeah. uh, it's really exciting to see. Oh, amazing. Thank you. That's oh, good to know. Mm. Mm. And what's, and in terms of like, from a hoops, from hoops perspective, um, what does that future look like to yourselves in terms of basketball globally? And alongside the evolve, the evolution of hoop, how are you looking to make an impact in that, in that um, growth as well within basketball globally? Yeah. Right now our goal is to make the best basketball hoop ever created. It's really a fun device that does yeah. so many different things. We're only going to be able to make yeah. a very limited amount this year. So getting them all around the world is our goal. Getting as many places as far and wide as we can go. Um, to Europe, Asia, South America, Africa, 
United States, yeah. Canada, Australia, we're getting these hoops everywhere so that the world will be connected, even though we're only making a very limited amount in our first year. Um, and just connecting the world, that's, that's what we can do with the, with the resources we have. Yeah. If you, if you had the opportunity to change the world or to add something that would change the world forever, what would that be? And this wasn't on the questions I sent you, but I just wanted to throw this in a little bit. <laughs> I think uh, the ability to... You're, you're speaking about just entirely, like one thing that could, that could change the world forever? And entirely, entirely, yeah. Really read each other's minds, or really understand how people are feeling. I mm-hmm. think it, w- it would solve it would solve everything if we could just be honest with each other around the world and just say this. Yeah, just talk to each other. I think that would that would change the world the most. Aside from med basketball, aside from anything, just in generally speaking, uh, just people understanding each other more would would go mm-hmm. a long way. Hmm. Right, and. My next question is also around hoop. Um, what's next in your timeline, in your future, basically, that you would like to share with us? Yeah, we're going to be making multiple products now. The tech is there. It's easily transferable. We want to have another product mm-hmm. that just puts our camera on top of the hoop, turns any hoop into a smart basketball hoop so that you can start tracking all your shots no matter where you are. That'll be a lot cheaper. The, the tech is mm-hmm. already there. We already have machine learning algorithm there. We just need to go build an enclosure and a mechanical design for that product. We're going to be building multiple products. I mean, we started with the big hoop and we'll, we'll be getting smaller, shrinking it down, making things cheaper and more affordable. We have to start with where we start. Um, We know things are a little expensive right now, but that's just the name of the game when you're first starting out and building a product in a time post COVID it's been crazy, but we're working really hard, but we're also not sparing any expense to make it the best experience possible. Like when you play on a hoop, you know that that was probably the, best basketball experience you've had in a while it, yeah. it it the the feedback we've gotten so far has been amazing people really love it nba players love it wnba players college athletes kids everyone in between loves it so that's yeah. keeping us going right now we're just building off of that building more and more products uh, that people will love yeah. and why why do you i like the fact that you say building more products that people would love because i know when when there's an emotional design in place it's more for how it makes the people feel rather than how rather than the actual functionality of it which is quite powerful um but then i wanted to know why why would you guys want to make it cheaper more affordable as well Uh, basketball is played by people of all different races wealth classes and it needs to be uh, accessible to everyone i mean we also we can't put tv screens in every basketball hoop around the world we have to have another product that turns any hoop into a smart hoop so you can still track and get all that right. data send it to your I phone we, yeah we have to and we want to yeah. um the the big hoop has its place in the gyms and the schools that want yeah. an entertainment we still think there's a place for other traditional basketball hoops out there we're just building something cool that people will love and have fun with um and then we're going to go make it accessible so that's up next for us Amazing. I love that. Would you ever create a basketball that does that as well? <laughs> uh, we want any basketball. We're, we're sort of basketball agnostic. We want people to come up to a hoop and play with any basketball, whether you got a Wilson, Spalding. So we've actually nice. designed our machine learning to work with any basketball hoop or any basketball. 
Um, doesn't matter the color of the ball. You just come up and play. We collected data with pink balls, orange balls, black balls, white balls. We collected all the data and we got all the shots mm -hmm. of ourselves. So our algorithm works with any basketball. Amazing. Amazing. And um, my next question is quite a um, personal one as well. Um, because I know that I've also spoken to your co-founder, Liv, um, and I would like to also hear in terms of um, how you guys met and what's kept you guys together as a team as well. Um, because sometimes it's never always easy for two people to build and work together for a period of time. There's always going to be clashes, especially being co-founders. There's always going to be clashes. There's... Um, someone might not have a good day and the other person has a, as a really good day, but how do you guys push each other and motivate each other as well as work well together as well to create, to continue to create an amazing brand as hoop. Yeah. So Lathan and I met, uh, both our fathers met in school. They met in university. They were oh, both wow. Foreign. Amazing. <laughs> they were both foreigners. Yeah, they were both foreign exchange nice. students in the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. His father was from Jordan. My yeah. father was from Greece. They met. Yeah. And usually your parents, the their parents' kids, friends, you know, they're honestly usually kind of like different. You don't really get along with them. But Leith was the only yeah. one that actually. And we've been bros forever. We've been doing businesses like selling T-shirts and CDs back in the day. So we've always worked together. And... Uh, we understand each other. I'm a PG. He's a he's a shooting guard. Like we we know each other, and uh, it just it just has worked. We've gotten lucky, and we've gone through some tough times together now. So it's a uh, even even better sort of on the other side of some of those uh, coming out yeah. strong. Never yeah, switching up. When we shook hands, when we shook hands, we said fifty fifty, and that's how mm. we do it. We never break that yeah. promise. Once we break that promise, it's over. So. We stay true to each other, stay true to our word, and it flows from there. That's amazing. I love that. And um, do you have a question for myself by any chance? Yeah, yeah I do. So what's, mm. what's coming up for Basketball Nation? How can we work together? Um, we can work together in actually so many ways. Um, I think what, we, what I just mentioned in terms of like making an impact within um, – we in the UK, we call them um, estates. Um, so a lot of the private areas – a lot of them don't have actually play areas um, for sports. Some of them do, but they're very much kind of like run down and you have a lot of um, people who um, maybe aren't meant to be there, but are there. So you get a lot of kids don't have actually have access to those spaces. So we want to actually make those spaces a lot more better, a lot more better looking for young kids. We're looking at the six-year-olds, the seven-year-olds who are looking to explore something new such as like basketball or any other sport that would really entice them and create enable them to create a community that they can grow with as well so if one of them ends up going to their park outside their house to play basketball the next kid down the road is going to come and join them as well and then the next kid is going to come and join them as well eventually you have 10 kids there that may end up going to play for um, under 13s together, under 14s together to maybe when they're 18 and some of them might end up going to the, to the States or play at a high level. But we wanted to create that narrative, not from just the 18 year olds, but from the kids as well. And for us, we believe that this will 
take them away from being around the wrong crowds, um, maybe even things like joining any gangs or any, or even going into things like, um, um, selling, um, narcotics and stuff like that. Um, but really putting their energies into something positive that is a change agent for them as well. And not just for them, but also their parents and the community also. Um, so that's something that we want to do. Um, and in regards to what we're, working on now is um we've just um launched a partnership with new balance team sports um which is something that we're pushing at the moment and what we're doing with this is creating a product and a brand um that a lot of people can wear especially within the community um, we also use it as a revenue stream um to put back into what we do because for the last year we haven't used any grants or any funding for what for our work we've literally been taking the money out of our own pockets <laughs> myself and my team and really pushing this basically and we've not stopped and we're never going to stop um so yeah those are things that we're doing at the moment we're also looking to design the first uk sneak basketball sneaker as well um so we're currently doing some research for that because there hasn't been a brand in the uk that's ever that's released a sneaker especially for basketball um a lot of athletes here would wear jordans um or nikes or adidas which is great um but let's see what uk can also do in that space as well and there's a few other things as well um there's a tech stuff that we're working on as well with my team um but i can speak to you about that another time i don't want to put on this yet <laughs> it's still in development stage but yeah um but yeah that's pretty much what we're doing but it would be great to sort of um, work with you guys especially on the community side of things and really pushing um the narrative of basketball as a change agent within the uk right, so thank you for having yeah. us thank really you appreciate it. yeah thank you Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so I have a throwing question for you now. Um, and this is a question I ask everyone that comes into the podcast. You have to start one, one of these players. You have to bench one of these players and you have to trade one of these players. Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kobe Bryant. Oof. Come on, David. <laughs> Tough one. <laughs> You're trying to win any anything. You're trying to win the game. You're in the playoffs. Like you're about to win the championship. Or actually, no. This is actually has to be before the playoffs because you can't trade during the playoffs. So, yeah, you're trying to win the game, or you're trying to win the season. I'll start LeBron, bench, okay. bench Kobe, and wow. we're cutting Jordan. You're cutting. <laughs> you're the first person that has actually traded Michael Jordan. Very interesting. Very interesting. And I'm glad that you did that because I needed someone to actually give me a different answer for once, which is great. Because a lot of people have said they will start Jordan. Um, and a lot of people said they will trade Kobe for assets and LeBron for assets as well. So that's, that's quite good. I appreciate that. Thank you everyone for watching. Um, I hope you've been able to take away a few nuggets from this, um, from this episode. Um, and, please do um, check out Hoop on Instagram. Um, the the ads will be um, at the bottom in our description section and in the comments as well. Um, and 
literally patronize what they're currently doing because they actually are revolutionizing um, the sport of basketball globally. And I'm happy to have been able to speak to them. Um, but don't forget to also subscribe, comment, put questions in there as well. Let us know what you think. Let us know how we can do this better for you guys. Um, and I'm, I'm also, I'm trying to think of it. I'm also saying good evening, good morning, good night, wherever you're watching from. I'm Coach David. Peace.